the blue jackal. Mr. Ryder has named the jackal Fierce Howl and in the original Sanskrit the name of the jackal was Chandarb. There was once a jackal named Fierce Howl who lived in a cave near the suburbs of a city. One day he was hunting for food, his throat pinched with hunger and wandered into the city after nightfall. There the city dogs at his limbs with their sharp pointed teeth and terrified his heart with their dreadful barking so that he stumbled this way and that in his efforts to escape and happened into a house of a dyer. There he tumbled into tremendous indigo vat and all dogs went home. Presently, the jackal, further life being predestined, managed to crawl out of indigo vat and escaped into the forest. There, all the thronging animals in his vicinity caught a glimpse of his body dyed with a juice of indigo and crying out, What is this creature enriched with that unprecedented color? They fled their eyes dancing with terror and spread the report. Oh, here is an exotic creature that has dropped from somewhere. Nobody knows what his conduct might be or his energy. We are going to Vamuz. For the proverb says, where you do not know conduct, stock and pluck, it is not wise to trust if you wish for luck. Now fierce howl perceived their dismay and called to them, Come, come you wild things, why do you flee in terror at sight of me? For Indra, realizing that the forest creatures have no monarch, anointed me, my name is fierce howl, as your king, rest in safety within the cage formed by my resistless paws. On hearing this, the lions, tigers, leopards, monkeys, rabbits, gazelles, and other species of wild bowed humbly, saying, Master, prescribe to us our duties. Thereupon he appointed the lion prime minister, the tiger lord of bedchamber, while leopard was made custodian of the king's battle the elephant doorkeeper and the monkey the bearer of the royal parasol. But to all the jackals in his own kindred, he administered a coughing and drove them away. Thus he enjoyed the kingly glory, while lions and others killed food animals and laid them before him. These he divided and distributed to all after the manner of kings. While time passed in this fashion, he was sitting one day in his court where he heard the sound made by a pack of jackals howling nearby. At this his body thrilled, his eyes filled with tears of joy, he leaped to his feet and began to howl in a piercing tone. When the lions and others heard this, they perceived that he was a jackal and stood for a moment same-faced and downcast. Then they said, Look, we have been deceived by this jackal. Let the fellow be killed. And when he heard this, 
he endeavored to flee but was torn to bits by a tiger and died. And that's why I say whoever leaves his friends and rest of it. Then Rusty asked, how am I to recognize that he is treacherous? And what is his fighting technique? And Victor answered, formerly he would come into the presence of my lord and king with limbs relaxed. If today he approaches timidly, in obvious readiness to thrust with his horns, then the king may understand that he has treachery in his mind. Hereupon Victor rose and visited lively. To him also he showed himself sluggish like one penetrated by discouragement. Therefore lively said, My good fellow, are you in spirits? To which he replied, How can a dependent be in spirits? For you know, they see their wealth in others' power who wait upon a king. They ever fear to lose their lives, a doleful song they sing. Again, with the birth begin the sorrows which forever after cling, the never-ending train of woes in service of a king. Five deaths in life, sage Vyasa notes, with well-known epic swing, the poor man, sick man, exile, fool, and servant of a king. His foot repels, he dare not say, an independent thing. Though sleepless, he is not awake, who hangs upon a king. The common phrase, a dog's life has a most persuasive ring, but dogs can do things they like, a slave obeys his king. He must be chased, sleep hard, grow thin, and eat a meager dinner. The servant lives a life the saint, yet is not a saint but sinner. He cannot do the things he would. He serves another's mind. He sells his body. How can such a wretch contentment find? According to the lesser distance, a servant uses more persistence in watching for his master's whim and trembling at the sight of him. And this because of fire a king, a double name for single thing, a burning thing that men can stand afar but not too close at hand. What flavor has a tidbit, though it be as good as good, soft dainty melting in the mouth, if bought by servitude. To sum it all up, what is my place, my time, my friends, expenditure or dividends, and what am I, and what my power, so must one ponder hour by hour. After listening to this, Lively said, perceiving that Victor had a hidden purpose in mind, tell me my good fellow what you wish to imply. And Victor answered, well, you are my friend. I cannot help telling you what is to your profit. Here goes, the master Rusty is filled with wrath against you. And he said, Today I will kill lively and provide a feast to all who eat meat. Of course, I fell into deep dejection on hearing this. Now you must do what the crisis demands. To lively, this report was like the fall of a thunderbolt. And he fell into deep dejection. Yet as Victor's words were plausible, he grew more and more troubled, fell into panic and said, Yes, the proverb is right. 
Women oft are tricked by scamps, kings with rascals oft agree. Towards the skin flint's money drifts, rain on mountains falls and sea. Ah me, what is that has befallen me? You serve your king most heedfully, of course who could complain? But enmity as your reward is unexpected pain. And again, if one is angry giving cause, remove it and wrath will pause. But how may man propitiate a mind that harbors causeless hate? Who does not fear the scoundrel's art, the causeless hate, the flinty heart? Forever ready venom drips, resistless from his serpent lips. The stupid king swan pecks by night at starshine in the water bright, believing it is a lotus white. Then fearing stars when shines the sun, avoid the lotus everyone who dreads a trap will blessings shun. Alas, what wrong have I done our master Rusty? Comrade, said Victor, kings love to endure without reason, and they seek out the vulnerable spot in an adversary. True, too true, said Lively, there is wisdom in the verse. The serpent sandal trees defiles, in lotus pond lurk crocodiles, the slanderer makes virtue vain, no blessing lacks attendant pain, no lotus decks the mountain height. From scoundrels issues nothing right. To saints no change of heart is known. Rice never sprouts from barley sown. Nobody's constraints are felt by gracious saints who bear good deeds in mind, forget the other kind. Yet after all, the fault is mine because I made advances to a false friend. And the story goes. Harsh talk, untimely actions, false friends are worse than vain. The swan in lilies sleeping was by the arrow slain. How was that? asked Victor and lively told the story of passion and the owl.